All right, and welcome back to the Quality Pals podcast. Uh, tonight's actually going to be a real quick one here, boys. Uh, we have our old friend uh, from Addison Barbecue uh, in the news again. Uh, for our viewers on YouTube, uh, check us out what we're looking at here. And uh, for our listeners, uh, yeah, this guy, again, if you don't remember, uh, is the anti-mask business hero who's anti-lockdown, who refused to shut down his restaurant from the oppression of the Ontario Ford government. Now, what uh, what's the funny thing about this is, is his restaurant is a barbecue restaurant. Now, when you're thinking of barbecue restaurant, I know you're all thinking it's fine dining. No, no, no. You can keep your restaurant open for takeout, delivery. That's fine. No, he had way too much of a problem with that. He wanted his high-end clientele to be able to sit down and enjoy their takeout meal served in a takeout container in his restaurant. And that's the big issue that he was having right there. So uh, what do we got there, Bev? Well, it looks like he was was granted uh, or allowed to open up again. I was just curious how much he ended up racking up in fines. Uh, throughout this uh, this whole thing. So I was just trying to see. It doesn't look like they mention it here. Um, but either way, I mean, I hope, uh, I wonder if this is all worth it for him in the end. What you factor in, like uh, like everything he had to pay for his bail and his fines and, and all that other stuff. I wonder if, uh, wonder if he's actually going to walk away in the green or in well, the black, I guess. Well, hold on there a second. Like, I just have a question. So he's allowed to reopen. I thought he didn't have a business license for that location. <laughs> what's going oh, on there is, yeah. yeah must yeah. first get a business <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh there you go there you go yeah you're allowed to open back up but you gotta yeah that's be the best bunch. that's the best kicker to this whole story i couldn't believe when that came out oh my god this guy like he a restaurant a restaurant that's not inspected by any health board anything like that like I worked in the restaurant industry years ago, like, and on the other side, supplying all those cleaning chemicals and things like that. And that's no joke. Like, I I mean, health inspectors are there for a reason to check it out because not saying that all restaurants and most restaurants are very, very clean, but there are some that you go into like, holy shit, I would never eat here. Like, and it's disgusting and they're open and they're busy. And you go in the back and it is disgusting in there. Like you're looking around, like if a health inspector came in here, like that, that would be it. It would be shut down. So a place like this that doesn't have a license to operate their business, health inspectors aren't going there because they're not licensed. It's not on their list. Like these are just government employees just going down the list. Okay. I got a spot check, whatever, two businesses or four businesses today or this month, you know, it's, it's the government. So maybe just this month. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if he's not on that list, how clean is that restaurant? Not not saying it's dirty, but no one's checking. You know what I mean? Like it's that's wild. Uh, yeah, I always wondered why like when you go to breweries for for instance, like they either have um, you know, they either only have like basic food like charcuterie or something like that or they've got uh or they're linked to it like there's a restaurant across the street they're partnered with or something. And when I started learning more about those uh those uh health code laws, it started to make sense pretty quickly. Like it's not easy to no. to stay fully in line with all that stuff. And obviously this guy had no concern about it, but uh <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I got a question for you, Bev. Uh, can you pull up his GoFundMe page? Because I'm really curious on how much that ended up raising. Like, people can't still be donating to this guy, but oh, I'm sure they are. And just while we're looking at that picture, all I'm thinking about is, is his fucking place looks like you're gonna get barbecue in the front door and get your oil changed in the back door in that building. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, for our listeners there, like it, it's a warehouse uh, with about four. Yeah, it looks like four garage door bays off to the side of it with his name. Uh, plastered all over the side of it. Uh, yeah, no surprise there. Well, holy oh shit! My God. There <laughs> is that uh, three hundred thirty thousand out of uh, the three hundred fifty thousand dollar goal. Sixty four hundred donors. Too. That's insane. That goal Who? was like twenty grand originally. Eh? They just keep putting it up. It's funny. Yeah. Who's giving this guy cash? Like, because this is just wait. Is it actually the guy who started it thing, or is this just some dude? doing it for him that wait can you see uh, i don't know how gofundme really yeah, has works. anyone ever done one of these or been part of one because i've never seen the inner workings of how you actually get this supposed money when it's done and how like do you have to prove something or like how no do you idea. do any of this i have no idea i've not yeah, done any gofundmes uh, i would I, probably never would either but no i because because you oh, only here we go you only hear half the story uh most of the time from gofundme yeah, so it looks like uh, the guy who's running it, this Barry uh, McNamara, or uh, was it McNamara, or whatever. Anyway, it looks like he's like a, a political uh, uh, operative type guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. yeah, so he's got all these connect. I guess he's like connected to the Conservative Party and White Rose Party and all that. So yeah, he's just one of these back end, you know, Canadian version of like a Steve Bannon type guy, but. Uh-huh. You know, okay. best he could do rather than uh you know setting up an election to, for a populist he just runs a gofundme uh, i'll go find <laughs> successful for, uh, one i'll give him that hey, very successful uh very very successful uh switching gears a, a little bit here yeah just thinking about that because it's a conservative political guy running that uh you want to pull up the black lives matter uh, uh website is it still getting donated to the uh uh the democratic oh, yeah. party Yep, yep. If you click donate, and uh, for our, our, our listeners here, you'll see that the URL actually changes to at blue uh, actblue.com, which is the Conservative Party. Uh, and actually, all, all that uh, yeah. shit's down there. Democratic. The Democratic. Well, Democratic. Oh, yeah. Democratic. Sorry. Wrong uh, wrong uh, country here, boys. Sorry, we're flip flopping. Yeah, because uh, yeah, blue, blue up here. You know where your money's going with any of this shit, really, right? Yeah. Like, Well, it's just like, uh, I, I'm sure you want. I'm assuming you guys donate to charity. Like I donate to most charities except for the ones that you, you do a little research and, and you just got to see what their uh, expenses are, like what their administration expenses are. And if their ratio is too high, which some places like their ratios are. Apparently UNICEF is like total dog shit. Like, like you're, you're 10 cents a day, like one, like one tenth of one cent of that actually gets to their cause. And the rest of it's paying like their quote unquote operating costs. So there's some, some folks in the in the six digits there, you know, uh, just you know, running the show. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and that's what that's what I always want to look and see because there are those there are those charities that I don't know how they do it. And there was this one, and I really 
really wish I, I remembered which one it was uh, so I could give them a shout out so you can go donate to. But donating to it, their biggest thing was 100% of your donation as an individual goes towards this cause and whatever this cause was. Uh, I think it was bringing water to clean water to people. I want to say in Africa, but who knows if it's only Africa, maybe it's all around the world. But what this guy does in order to do this is he raises money for uh, for this charity, but also goes out and raises money privately from high net worth investors to cover all the administration costs. So he goes to them and say 100% of your donation is going to go to cover the administration costs for the next X amount of years or the next two years, you are covering all the administration costs. And all the money that we raise from the individuals like us, like not the ultra high net worth individuals, is going 100% to this cause, to digging wells and all those things. And, and that, like, how you can convince... That's a good way to do it. It's a fantastic way to do it, but how to convince someone to give just to administration costs, like, that is real good faith. And that connection that that guy made, like, uh, we'll have to come back to this and, and maybe link it in the description uh, for everyone so you can see exactly what this charity is doing. And again, I heard this uh, probably about two years ago. Uh, he was a guest on someone else's podcast. And I really hope that that charity is still going. I'm sure it would be. Like, uh, I mean, I donated to it. Uh, so, man. Uh, but uh, what else uh, What else do we got here uh, tonight, boys? Besides our friend, uh, our friend at the barbecue joint. Well, I think it's only fair that we touch on the uh, the uh, big uh, cybersecurity breach. Let me see if Ooh. I can pull something up here. Yeah, that was a big one. And not to date the podcast, but this just came out today. So our knowledge on this and whether it's going to be swept under the rug or it's going to get blown up is uh, yet to be determined. But uh well, Bev, why don't you give us a little 30-second uh, pitch on this? Yeah, so just at the high level. Uh, so it looks like a, a couple uh, uh, corporate cybersecurity services had been uh, hacked by uh, uh, what they're calling a third party or uh, a, a foreign nation state. Uh, so one of the main uh, applications that was hacked is this thing called SolarWinds, which is really heavily used by a lot of uh, corporations uh, like anything from from big Fortune 500s, you know, banks and, and manufacturing, everybody, uh, all the way down to even a, a, a smaller company that might do election voting, like this one I heard of uh, Dominion uh, Election Systems, I believe it was something like that. But uh, we'll talk a bit more about that one later. <laughs> but anyway, what they were um, what they were their concern about is uh, is. Uh, 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 there's been some allegations that it was Russia who uh, who orchestrated the whole hack. So I guess the Washington Post had some uh, un uncredited sources or anonymous sources, which uh, uh, of course is only acceptable when they're the ones uh, bringing those sources forward. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so they have these sources that claim that there was these two hackers from Russia. Two no guys way to verify it. Or yeah, two it was two guys who, who are linked to the the government because I guess like 
two people are known as like some of their top hackers or whatever but of course totally unverified nobody nobody really knows um potentially the um uh, the u.s government would but whether or not they do anything about it it's hard hard to say i'm sure trump at this point isn't super concerned unless the hack's going to help him out but um and of course biden's not going to do anything about it so uh it's hard to say say what's going to happen here if uh, if it's going to be serious or not if anything big will come out of it but so what um, is the solar winds uh like uh what is the what is solar winds like what is that portion of their platform like it is it like some kind of cloud service or i have literally no idea and when i first heard it, i'm like oh solar winds i'm like that's got to be a solar panel company they're attacking attacking the u.s grid or something like that but i think like a lot of it with what i've noticed with a lot of these the new uh, call it an industry 4.0 it platform is a lot of them aren't about it, it's not so much about defense necessarily like the only companies that seem to do a lot of the defense is like Microsoft and Apple who are developing all the, like the patches and all the anti any virus and anti adware stuff and you know like a, a, what's her what's it called the Norton antivirus McAfee like they do it as well but it's really all Microsoft who does a lot of that but you can see in like uh, so on the screen there's an example or a diagram of the Orion pra- uh, platform and it just shows all these little bubbles how it does network performance monitoring traffic analyzers you know IP address managers so it's all just it's it's like dashboarding and oversight type stuff so um, I, I guess uh, really what it was is more of um, rather than trying to break into a system, it's just breaking in and accessing all this information type oh stuff. And just trying to understand. So if you look at a, like a big corporation, huge. yeah, like imagine just imagine getting into like, um, I don't know, just say like RBC as an example. If you could get in and you could see uh like their network traffic flow so you could see what websites their their people are visiting you know, you could check what their investment banking group is doing and you know see what the what projects they're working on stuff like, like there's so much information you could glean from that from all the, the like say metadata I, there'd be a lot of value to it and a lot of benefit if you're a government trying to to influence something so when you look at you know if you're you're hacking like an essential system that's you know tabulating something very important going on in your uh, your country then you know might be some uh, might be beneficial to to break into that. Now so he's... I, I it's it's an interesting one. But again, whether or not anything will come out of it, it's it's hard to say. Now is Solar Winds a publicly like who owns that uh, product line, or is Solar Winds the company and not the product? Uh, I think it's the it's the company and the and the product is this Orion platform. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who owns SolarWinds. It might be a might be a just a privately owned company. Mm, that's too bad. Oh no, publicly traded. Yeah. Oh well, stock didn't do too well today. Uh, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. But uh... it's interesting when you look at these. IT, uh, you know, these cyber security insta- incidents, like you don't really see how many of them really occur. Like if you go into your Google account and go into your pass, if you use the Google password manager, go into that and just check your, go into the Google password manager, just do it right now. And you, I'm sure you'll have dozens and dozens of passwords that have been uh, compromised. Like I actually just went through mine the other day just to, to see what was there. And it was literally hundreds of passwords from all sites you can imagine. 
that had all been uh, uh, broken into and they had found my password on like darknet sites and darknet uh, databases. So it's, whoa, it's whoa, unbelievable whoa. how unsecure your data is. Yeah, but, uh, uh, oh, Bev, like, yeah, you got to show me what that is there because... Uh, like I, I change my password reasonably often, but I mean, when you change it, you use it on multiple websites over and over and over again. Like, so that'd be really good to know. Like, uh, I got a question for you guys. Do you guys use those like Google suggested or Apple suggested or whatever suggested passwords where they make that whatever 20 digit password up for you and then just trust that Google isn't going to get hacked or Apple or whoever isn't going to do it. Like personally, I don't because my thought is like, oh, if everyone's using this crazy password, like Google, like if Google ever gets hacked, then they have everything. But maybe I'm thinking about this backwards. Like I'm no cybersecurity expert, but uh, what do you guys do? I, I use them. Uh, well, I didn't use to, but I just started now because I I just got sick of thinking of passwords. So I just, <laughs> I just use theirs. But um, the only way, way I'd be concerned about getting hacked with that is if, if uh, somebody hacked your Chrome browser and was able to pull out your password file, mm-hmm. which apparently is easy enough to do. So that's the only where only way i'm i'd be concerned about it and if they did that it's probably a little more targeted so the more you more likely to actually try and uh do something Ah. with one of your accounts otherwise being one in of you know in a database of 200 million passwords like i'm not super worried about it and i change myself frequently enough it's unlikely yeah i get hit by anything and all my important stuff is two-factor anyway which kind of you know so what you got my password you're still not getting on yeah Uh, yeah. And the other thing, like, so just to mention that, like hacking your browser, like that, that was my thought. Like we, we all worked, uh, for a electronics, uh, place, uh, back in the day. And, uh, I don't know how many of you saw what type of things that people were clicking on there and, uh, what kind of key loggers were installed on their web browsers. I'm no expert and I click on a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean when I'm online. So if any computer is going to have something sketchy on it, it is 100% going to be mine. <laughs> yeah, I, like I have a lot of faith in like I'm an Apple user and I have a lot of faith in, in their security protocols around this stuff. If you're using their software, like once again, if you're using Chrome on a Mac or whatever, then you know you're basically using Chrome, which is the same no matter where you're using it. Um, but yeah, they're they're randomly generated numbers and letters. Uh, password thing works pretty good and it's all synced with your your account through them which is two-factor and, and encrypted on both ends so it's it's pretty locked tight but you know we thought that about a lot of things and you know never say never i guess but I, you know they, they seem to have a pretty big focus on security and, and privacy and stuff like that and you'll, well, you're I... seeing commercials that are dedicated to you know only to that and not even a product so um, well, I, I... i'm pretty confident with it but yeah like i said you know, anything is possible for sure well, like, remember, oh, my God, what was that celebrity nude leak thing back in the day with uh, iCloud getting hacked? Like, that just scared the shit out of me. Like, That's what if- prompted the two-factor. So they didn't have two-factor at that time. Uh, um, okay. And that's what actually prompted them to add that and pretty much forced most people's hands to, to, to enable it. Like, they actually added it, and then they, they – you don't have to enable it, but they 
pretty much kind of keep asking you about it uh, because of that. Because essentially that was a bunch of celebrities. You know, the most famous one, I think, was Jennifer Lawrence. She had some nudie pictures up there. And I think her password was something that was pretty easily guessable for any obsessed fan who could just, like, Google her, like, dog's name or something. It was something stupid like that, something personal that, that you could easily find out. Uh, and mm. they basically just brute forced their way in. But because it wasn't a two-factor authentication system at the time, that's all you needed, right? So if, if your dog is fucking Snuggles and you were born in, you know, 1988 and they type that in, that's your password, then there's your titties or whatever, right? So that's <laughs> so that, that really prompted them to get into that, that two-factor because obviously in the media, the flack was not on her for having a stupid password. It was on you know the, the company for, for you know supposedly being insecure, but that's any company that could happen. But I think you, know, you, yeah, you yeah. really have seen, that was quite a while ago now. That was like 2012 or something like that, maybe? Yeah. It was a while yeah. back. Anyway, and now you're seeing all companies, not just Apple, um, really jump on board with with the two factor and with the random passwords and you know really talking more about security and privacy. Even companies like Facebook that you know um, you know you're you are the data that they run their business on, but they uh, also want to try and throw their hat in the in the ring there about privacy and security as well, which is kind of comical. But uh, you know I think everybody just knows that's kind of the buzzwords right now, and that's what people are paying attention to. So everyone wants to say they're doing something about it what you know who knows to what level every company is Ooh, i got a kind of hot question for you guys do you guys use vpns uh, occasionally occasionally okay uh yeah Big i don't you know i've used it for like netflix stuff in the past but not just for like private yeah. browsing or whatever yeah okay yeah oh no no yeah basically just for downloading uh content or streaming stuff like that yeah well yeah because i was talking to someone uh last week and they were saying they exclusively use vpns for everything that they do and that i he tell me i am out of my mind for not doing that and i just want to get your opinions on it like i personally don't use one uh and everyone uh i've used one in the past yeah. but like right now i don't know i, you, I just you can um bottleneck the fuck out of your connection with that right though because if you don't have a good vpn um even if you have a fast internet connection coming in yeah, uh, oh, the yeah. vpn service is bad you're gonna actually suffer for it so uh, i don't know how anyone can use it all the time maybe that person's doing mad sketchy shit all the time but um yeah. you know typically the average person where you're just hammering away on your facebook or whatever or watching youtube videos like I don't think it's necessary that this person sounds like they're probably one of those people who are like super over concerned with well, the, mm. the government's watching me, bud. And yeah. you know, that, uh, <laughs> if they feel better that way, it's fine. But I, I think that, um, you know, as long as you don't have 15 toolbars running on your Chrome, you're, you're probably relatively safe, at least as the next guy. Right. But I teach whoa, unless you're doing something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, stop. Uh, I need to go back a second. What's wrong with having 15 toolbars open? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bud. what you got 16 or what? I, I I just opened up my right now. I literally got fourteen open right now. Is, is, is that is that not good? Like I find tabs, something tabs or toolbars. There's a big difference here, bud. Well, oh tab. Oh okay. Whew. You know I got tabs open no, because so like I'm, I got I'm all talking about grandma in her <laughs> Oh, back in the day, yeah. Different Google fucking uh, bars or whatever. You remember that people oh. people? Oh uh, yeah, oh, back. No. You'd see my, my, that's like a have. that's like an early 2010s yeah, type. Yeah. Thing. Well, even before that, <laughs> yeah, but you don't see that anymore. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite virus or whatever uh, all time was the. There was this one going around there, and it would turn on your webcam, take a picture of you, and then 
plaster your picture on an RCMP logo. So for our listeners uh, (laughs) in the States, RCMP is like Canada's uh, federal police. uh, And so it's like the FBI of Canada. So we got RCMP logo. We found child pornography on your computer. Pay us $200 and we will ignore or we will get this off of your computer. And so many... It was mostly old dudes. You come in and just open their thing like, oh, I, I need you to clear this place. And people would fall for it too. They would pay the money. They'd pay the 200 bucks. Like that, it's such a weird concept. Like how could you ever think something like that is legit? Like number one, oh. what the fuck are you clicking on? But I mean, <laughs> even if you were to get caught, the government's not going to say, yeah, pay less than a speeding ticket and fucking... Hey, we're all good here. You know what I mean? The best one is this: uh, these big CRA scams. I think it's the last like two, three years they've been really prevalent, yeah. um, where they they call you or whatever, and they tell you that they're the CRA, right? And they're usually yeah. uh, they don't sound Canada like the CRA, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, Canada Revenue Agency. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. yeah and, that's the IRS uh, up here. Yeah. I, I was in a store last year around this time, I think, actually, and. There was an old lady in there, and she was arguing with one of the employees because she was trying to buy like over a thousand dollars worth of gift cards, uh, <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, like I just need them." And she's like, "Is someone?" T-? She's on. She was on the phone, like she had her phone on, uh, and they're like, "Who's on the other end of that phone?" Like, "Oh, nobody. Don't worry." And they're like, "This is a scam. Just hang up on them. Like, we're not gonna sell you these cards. Like, I don't need these cards. I'm gonna go somewhere else to get these cards." They're like, "No, ma'am. Like, don't buy these cards anywhere." And like, I don't know if she went to another store and bought those cards, but like. Uh, you know, for anyone listening out there who maybe uh, has has uh, been received one of these calls, uh, the Canadian government does not take Amazon or uh, Apple iTunes cards as payment <laughs> for uh, taxes. So uh, you can just well, hang up when they start asking for those. But. Well, you know what's uh, you know what's interesting now is the the modern day uh, more advanced version of these is those uh, those like BitLocker type scams where they'll hit a company or. A, like a, like a town or a city with with one of these things that locks out all the computers on their network and then you know pay us a 10 bitcoin or i don't know whatever a bitcoin and we'll unlock it for you and everybody gets nervous like oh well should i pay it or not but interestingly uh, they pretty much always if you pay them they are almost guaranteed to unlock it because the one thing they can't do is is build that reputation of of you know not following through because if everyone knows, like, okay, you pay the the ransom and they'll unlock all your stuff, then you know they're gonna do it. So it's funny. Um, it, it's just funny how that's kind of uh, migrated now, and it's it's they're just playing with way bigger stakes yeah. and way fancier tools. Yeah, if you go to like eBay and stuff like that, and type in like like iTunes cards or Amazon gift card, you'll find ads where they have um, X amount of dollars uh, of gift cards for you know lower than the face value, and that's what they're, no they're doing. Is they're way. basically they get these people to read off the codes and they type them all into a file and they just resell them. And that's how they stay basically anonymous because they're essentially laundering the gift card money into real money that way. Oh my God. Um, it's that's, pretty wild. That's wild. I know. Like I, I knew that they always want uh, those gift cards uh, and things like that, but I had no idea that they're reselling. Cause I, I was always like, what the fuck are you going to do with Google gift cards? I'm like, I guess you can buy stuff probably maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not a fucking criminal, so. Uh, (laughs) Uh, One thing about the uh, pandemic uh, that was uh, pretty good is 
I stopped getting those calls for a while. So like even those fake call centers, wherever, whatever country they're coming from. Uh, yeah, they were also in lockdown, so they stopped calling me. They could work from home so easily, too. Come on. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, they can make I stopped getting them. an hour or whatever the fuck they're getting paid. There was a, a guy on YouTube. Um, I'll try and find the link. Oh, it's, it's, it's Kit Boda. It's Kit Boda. He's it's, hilarious. He, like, basically, they try to, he, <laughs> he goes along with it, and then he lets them into their computer, but then he remotely takes over their oh, computer yeah. once it's open. Oh, no, different dude. Different dude. Mind. Oh, different dude. No, a wit. Yeah, you got to share that link. I want. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah. That would be fucking hilarious. Well, I think that wasn't there one where he, he got in. He got into like the the BIOS or something. He, like turned off all like the uh, CPU fans and he like over overheated <laughs> this dude's computer. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a few. There's another guy I saw um, who he paid twenty dollars PayPal, US twenty bucks to one of the guys. And said, "Hey, man, like I just want to talk to you. I'll pay you twenty bucks. Like, uh, jump on the Skype call with me." So he did, and uh, the guy explained, like, you know, they are like literally almost like slave labor doing this shit. He's like, "We're just trying to provide for our families. Like, we don't get to keep like we we steal, you know, thousands of dollars a day for these people, and we get like a little tiny like twenty dollars a day or something." Uh, it's crazy. The guy actually, you almost felt bad for him. Like the guy's having like a breakdown. It's like we forget you know like where we are we're really fortunate to be in in north america and in canada and you know the opportunities are pretty much like you know really really are endless for most people if you're just if you can speak and and uh you know uh, are able-bodied you, you know yeah. you go don't, there and it's, it's don't kinda, be a criminal yeah wild. don't be a criminal like, like here like you want to succeed don't be a criminal uh, and even that like air quotes like i mean you can get stuff taken off your record you know what i mean but like yeah, you right. you have unlimited potential here and i think that's what people forget here and they just get complacent and whatever whatever the hell they're doing like no this is my life i love doing this this whatever it is and good for them if they truly are happy but don't fucking like the best and worst part like everyone's an online community don't go online and complain about other people doing things you can go do the same thing you can literally go do the same thing like it might be harder for you to do it but nothing is physically stopping you from going to do it like i I, again i spend way too much time on instagram and it's not good and like you know i like as tacky and cheesy as it is like i always set yearly goals and uh, like New Year's resolutions, and I accomplished most of my New Year's resolutions from last year, and I'm going to set more for this year. And one of them is to fucking rather get Instagram completely off of my phone or just limit it to a certain amount of time because I spend way too much fucking time on there because it's like a dopamine hit. Like you need that hit. Like oh my god, I I did some tasks. Now I get to go on Instagram for five minutes or something like that. But anyways, like I saw this post and it was complaining about one of the Kardashians posting a picture of her fucking new car and her fans complained like, did you know that there are people starving in the world? How could you post something like this? And she took the post down like fucking who gives a shit? You're the same people complaining about fucking her having some bullshit fucking uh, whatever multi-million dollar vehicle stop buying her shit then if you don't fucking want to do it like who cares she can spend her money however the fuck she wants to like i mean it's none of your fucking concern you gave her the money so fuck off 
Like that's it. Leave it's it alone. It's like uh, there's a there's a magazine called Toronto Life uh, that always posts on like Facebook and stuff like that. So I was reading a, an article just about uh, this couple who uh, uh, they have a, a house right downtown Toronto, uh, like some super expensive areas, probably two million dollar house. Uh, and then they just did a seventy-five thousand uh, dollar renovation, I guess you could say, to their backyard for COVID. So they put in a fire pit and you know all this landscaping and all this other stuff. It looked pretty good, but um, uh, I was just skimming through the comments after I read it, and everybody was just digging into the the, the magazine for how come you're like, they always oh, same thing. It's like there's people out starving and blah blah blah, this and that. Homeless people are two blocks away. It's like why aren't you talking about that? It's like uh, well, this this the whole purpose of this magazine is to talk about you know high life basically of Toronto. Every article is about <laughs> wealthy people, wealthy things. It's not targeting people like like people who are reading about homeless people, right? It's a totally different demographic but really when you look at all those things that the bottom line is i think there's those people out there who don't like success people don't like seeing success they don't like reading about it they don't like anybody who's doing better than them it it bothers them to the core it's there's a lot of people who just don't like it they just don't want to see i don't know hard to describe and and i don't get that whatsoever because it's not like these people aren't paying taxes like here in canada like you like the upper tax brackets and uh bev if you want to pull that up just to see what the marginal tax rate is here in ontario like you pay upwards of 55 percent tax so if you're a high net worth individual paying 50 fucking five percent taxes and someone's giving you shit about putting a fire pit in your backyard go fuck yourself like not my concern i already gave however much fucking money in taxes just because the government is pissing it away on some other shit and not taking care of homeless people. Like I agree. There's a huge homeless problem. I fucking huge homeless problem. And, but it is not an easy situation. Like just putting some, this is a whole nother thing, but I mean, real quick, just putting some person in a fucking home, isn't going to stop homelessness. Because if you put someone in a fucking home in the, like i hate using this term but like in the ghetto with a bunch of other fucking homeless people that you're paying the rent for guess what they're going to do sketchy fucking shit in that area and it's just going to turn into even more of a shithole paid for by the government uh paid for by the taxpayers like you have to integrate them into society like i believe it's singapore really fantastic about this like singapore is like a city state where uh there's not a lot of land so it's all fucking apartment blocks but those apartment blocks are um this might not be pc but i mean are not allowed to be segregated let's say so you can't have like an all white apartment block you can't have an all black you can't everyone is all mixed together all different economic classes everyone is all mixed together now who knows if it's still like this but this is what it was like when i read about this 10 years ago that whole idea of integrating everyone together in part of a society is great not saying that i want to live next to fucking homeless mcgee here but i mean maybe someone in the kind of area as long as there's not a ton of fucking homeless people or super low income people because if you don't, if they're all super low income people and homeless people live together, they're going to just know other homeless people and other low income people. And they're going to think whatever they're all doing is the normal. But if you integrate those people into the rest of society and you have them in your neighborhood and you're all in there in society, they're like, oh, wait, 
yeah, wow, you people don't get fucking wasted every single night of the week. You get up in the morning and do shit. Wow, that is fucking exciting. And that is something that they would strive to be. But I mean, it's not like that now. But like that little rant that I had there, it just pisses me off when people fucking piss on people who made a lot of money or did a lot of stuff like I'm I'm 100% not in this fucking tax bracket, but the people who are in that tax bracket, no problem with whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, so if we're looking at the screen here, Bev, what what do we got here? Well, this is just breaking down annual uh, taxable income into the, uh, the the basically all the core tax brackets. So it's I think the main thing to highlight is once you're over uh, two hundred fourteen thousand a year, you're 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 paying a thirty three percent tax rate. But I think going back, well, well really that's well, just oh, federal only. Federal that's only. just federal, not including provincial. Yeah. So if you if you go, there's a th- oh, sure. Let's uh let's see if I can get an Ontario one. Yeah. There um, there there's an Ontario one. Like uh, if you just search. Uh, oh, it's all here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because that's thirty three percent federal taxes. So federal meaning uh, the federal government will take it in, spend on defense, things like that. Spend spend on, uh, I guess our. <laughs> as we were talking about earlier, our RCMP, uh, and then redistribute it to the other provinces that don't make as much money as the big three. But, uh, right. And then, and then I guess, yeah, on the, when you look at the, uh, the Ontario, then they have like the, 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 the scaling brackets. So for each, each amount you pay a different amount, you pay a different rate on, uh, until you get over 220,000, then you're paying, uh, uh, 13%. So then that gets added to your, uh, your federal, taxes as well so, um, and, and like like you're saying then splits depending on what you're uh, so 46 so percent uh could you also just uh type in like uh, take home income uh in ontario of 250k so this is a great website i forget what the name is and like, our viewers on youtube can pull it up here and it's a cool thing to see uh, i know i was using it's a website yeah this is the website right here uh, so I was using this website because I was thinking about moving out of Ontario uh, to Quebec and I just want to compare how much money I would actually take home because housing in Quebec is a lot cheaper than it is in Ontario. Yeah. So what's what's this called? It's it's new. What's this new nouveau or yeah, nouveau, nouveau. N-E-U-V-O-O dot C-A. Yeah, re- really cool. If you want to see how much money you actually take home at the end of the day, you could do yearly, weekly salary, all those things. So you can actually set your budget so you actually know at the end of the day, like, oh, I'm going to make this much money. Here's how much I actually take home every single uh, year. So if you make, can you put it like uh, 250K just to see? Because 250K is the whatever. Yeah, so look at that. So basically on 250,000, you're paying your total tax paid, both federal, provincial, and all your, your C, uh, CPP, Canada Pension Plan, and uh, EI uh, uh, employment insurance deductions. You're looking at 100,000 basically. In total tax. Okay, so less than so less than fifty percent. Okay, that's good. But could you imagine, like, uh, again, I don't make two hundred fifty k, but like paying a hundred thousand dollars in taxes, and then have someone have the fucking audacity to complain that I want to spend seventy thousand dollars on my backyard? Like, go fuck yourself. I I literally exactly. paid a hundred grand mm-hmm. in fucking taxes. The fuck did you pay? You paid taxes? more than so, that person probably made in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Say, uh, say, make seventy five thousand. Like, what are you, what are you paying tax here? 
19,000 in taxes. But 20,000 bucks, yeah. yeah. So now let's be realistic. The people complaining, let's say you make 40 grand a year. <laughs> like yeah, re- re- realistic. So someone is complaining about someone who probably makes like 250, 300 grand a year. If you make 40 grand a year in Ontario, you pay $8,000 in taxes. keeping most of it. Yeah. So it's going to take you 12 fucking years to pay as much as that person did who put in that 70K fucking backyard in his backyard did in one year. Who's doing less for homeless people at the end of the day? Exactly. There you go. Boom. Busted, baby. (laughs) Busted, Busted, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm 100% with you, Beth. Like, people complaining about the dumbest fucking shit in the world. Now, like, people who actually want to do tax avoidance and things like that, yeah, I'm not for that. Like, just pay your fucking taxes. But it's just, shut the, like, really? shut yeah, the fuck up. I mean, up. <laughs> like, if you spent half as much time fucking working to fucking better yourself that you did on the internet complaining like where would you be right that's the thing of a lot of these people it's like they sit on twitter and they just fucking go on their keyboard and fucking you know i'll show you you fucking elitist and uh it's like fuck man just like take that energy and do something positive with it and like you know maybe you can have a fucking nice backyard too that's the thing that kills me is the amount of his like energy wastes on negative shit and like it's a defeatist attitude it's yeah, just so it fucking is. stupid. You should be inspired by that. Like, that's sweet. I want to have that one day. Um, not the opposite of, well, fuck that guy, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's where, like, I've always been really, really, um, like, deeply offended whenever someone steals or wrecks someone's shit. That is the most disrespectful fucking thing you can do, in my opinion. Is It's just, like, someone worked hard for that, and you just think that you can just judge them and... and Oh, fuck this guy he's rich he doesn't need it i'm gonna take it or whatever like i fucking hate that so much just oh that just hits me like hits a nerve with me every time mm-hmm. when some shit like that happens it just drives me nuts even if like large oh this is a large corporation they don't care we can steal from them blah blah, blah. like man fuck off you're stealing from the people who work from that company as well too like because you know the money's gonna come out of somewhere like that's the thing is people don't realize they just well, fucking Here's the, thing. the internet, man. That's the reality. People got to live like, in the real world. Like things like fucking Shopify, for example. Great, great example of this. Shopify exists. And Shopify's whole platform is to get your business, big or small, off the ground and selling to the market. And they are more successful because they get a fucking cut of whatever processing fees if you use their stuff. And they just want you to be successful so you buy more of their products. These things fucking exist. You don't make enough money? Go fucking start a Shopify site and start selling something. Fucking do anything. Go get two jobs. Like all of us fucking do more than one thing. Then depending on one uh, solo source of income, we all do other things. Everybody does that. And people who don't think that that guy or that girl who's making 250 fucking K didn't work their fucking ass off, losing their mind. Like they're out to fucking lunch. Like, they work hard for that fucking money well, and just yeah. sorry go ahead yeah, sorry just like the truth is like the barrier to entry is lower than it's ever been in human history to make money yeah. like you think about stuff and i don't want to talk about specific brands here um and you guys know the reason but like you think about like com- you know people who make apps and stuff like that right mm-hmm. people get angry at big companies and we know there's a couple big companies specifically who have you know a place to sell this stuff 
but you know you as a little developer making an app in your apartment or whatever you know what's your barrier to entry like you need to have some coding knowledge you need to have a computer and then you throw it up on you know google or apple or whatever and you have access to millions of people who can access your app and you can make money from it instantly yeah, if, upon doing that. If you're Google, you if you're Google, any kind of cut being taken from those people, like good luck going and sourcing these customers yourself. Otherwise, like yeah. people don't you, realize how hard it is to get even one person to listen to you and how amazing it is to live in a day and age where you can just throw something up on a platform, whether it's a podcast or an app or and whatever, and have that note, all these eyes we, on it. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening in. And we hope you continue to listen on this. But I'm with you 100%. Like when you say millions of people, Google's penetration is literally billions, literally billions of people. Like you can take an app, put it up there, and some dude in fucking Russia can download your shit. Like that that's insane. That's insane. For free. It doesn't cost you anything well, to put it up there. Like that's even even on that note, like when you look at look at education, because I mean if, if you're trying to advance yourself and advance your skill sets, <laughs> I mean if you want to learn how to code, for instance, you can do it free of charge on the internet, no problem. Easy. If you want to learn uh, you know, if you want to take business school classes, you can do it for free on the internet, no problem. I mean, there's so much you can do. You might walk not walk away with a formal piece of paper from, you know, harvard university but you know you're, you're gonna have that skill where you can at least get started you can at least move yourself forward and, and yeah. start to you know make a better life for yourself but it's uh it's that term of uh, you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks it's true and it's it's for for most people it's true is that they can't learn people cannot handle learning like we've heard lots of stories from uh, friends of ours who work in the government of people who have uh, been asked to go slightly beyond uh, <laughs> their job description when doing uh, when uh, you know we need you to do this presentation on this topic you're only slightly uh, you know linked to or whatever you're only is only slightly in your department and it's there's a freak out they can't handle it no, sorry imagine, sorry that's like, not in my job description that's not in my yeah, job exactly. description. could you imagine unbelievable like, what are you capable of giving a presentation do you know anything about this can you can you speak yes you can speak then give this fucking presentation like that that's it like that that's over like i don't see any problem that's why i love working in private industry because in theory most private industries don't take that shit and those people who aren't willing to work don't get promoted or don't make the money or don't get the title or whatever whatever you chase whatever drives you they don't get that and they just stay stagnant and like circling back like those are the people in the comment section of toronto life talking shit about some dude in his fire pit like yeah, and those are the people who you know in a 2020 covid year that kind of behavior could mean that instead of just not getting promoted maybe you don't have a job anymore bud you know like i think you know we can all relate to being asked to do things sometimes in our in our jobs especially this year um that weren't always necessarily part of your job or weren't always something that you've always done uh, and, you know, I had coworkers that were, you know, adamant they weren't going to do this or that or it wasn't their job. And this is and it's like, are you insane? Like people are literally <laughs> losing their jobs right now, like yeah. left, right and center. And you yeah. have a great job, you know, and a, and a good company and you will get back to normal at some point. 
and you're just not willing to try something new and, you know like i was really excited to do some things and i've learned a lot and developed a lot of new skill sets this year as a result of it and also been recognized for being someone who will step up right and as someone who's a fairly young guy and still trying to move my way up in the world here like i think that's the reputation you want to have you want people to think like oh that guy like yeah he he we asked him to do this last year and he fucking hit it out of the park you know and then that's how you get the next project and then maybe that's how you build you know a new skill set that you take with you to another company or not or whatever right but i think that that willingness to grow is kind of in you or it's not and it's it's surprising how many people are it's just not in them at all to try and grow. <laughs> well it's like it's like fear of failure is like over is like crippling for people it's like oh, what if i can't do it what if what if it, like what if i don't know what to do it's like wow like I, i'm glad i don't have that opinion how did you learn anything ever. every single day I'm, yeah every single day i'm doing something i don't know how to do yeah exactly like I, I don't know if like our listeners like if if any of you have been in sales like sales is the most humbling thing you've ever done in your life because the majority of time that you're if you're in any type of job that's cold calling like so just straight up you're rather walking into a business or picking up the phone and you're cold calling somebody and physically trying to convince them to meet with you or buy your shit or whatever you get called every name in the book yeah, over and over again. And rejection is just a part of your every day. And it teaches you really quick to gain a thick skin and to gain the knowledge to know when you're wasting your time and when you're not. But I mean, the biggest thing that like, I know I've gotten personally out of being in sales for so long is and literally anything is possible. Like it, it really doesn't matter. It's how much effort you want to put into something is what you're going to actually get out of it. And, and I take that to all aspects of my life. And like you take that to, like we were talking about uh, on the last pod about like your, 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 your physical uh, activity and stuff like that and going to the gym. Like you take that same aspect to doing things like that, going to the gym, cooking, doing whatever you want to do in whatever aspect of life. Like if you don't try and you're going to fail over and over again and you're going to be shitty at it. Like first time you ever go to the gym or first time you go for a run, guess what? You're going to suck balls at it and it's going to be horrible and it's going to suck. But every single time you do it, you're going to get better. And these people here making fucking whatever just sitting there not trying to better themselves not trying to take those extra courses not taking on that extra work this is outside of my job description shit if you're fine being where you are be that person and be that fucking i will not do anything other than what's exactly contracted for me to do but if you're not if you want to go somewhere do it just fucking do anything. Go get outside your comfort zone. Like I take on any project. I could possibly do it. Give presentations. Give talks about shit you don't fucking know about. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. I'll give a presentation on that. When's the presentation? Tomorrow. Okay, fine. And I'm going to stay up late that night and rock the shit out of the presentation the next day. And I know you guys will do the exact same thing. And I hope our listeners will just just try it. Like, just try it. If anyone ever asks you to do anything, just, just fucking be a yes man. Like just, just say yes and take it. And you gotta be a yes. A hundred percent. You gotta be a yes man. And people forget to like, just circling back around to this access to information that we have, you know, even if you are, it's your first time having a role where maybe you're cold calling or whatever. That was just an example you used earlier. You Mm -hmm. have, you can literally type into YouTube, like cold calling experiences how to cold call, blah, blah, blah. And you'll have people who are fucking experts who've done this for years, tell you all of the ins and outs. And you can actually go into that first experience like 
like pretty well prepared and, and you're actually going to avoid a lot of those pitfalls that these people had to learn, you know, on the job about. So <laughs> you're still going to probably have a rough time doing anything the first time and you should expect that. And that's how you learn. But like, it's unbelievable to me that like literally almost anything in this, in this world now you can just Google or YouTube search or whatever and, and become, you know, at least 50% more familiar with it within like an hour than you were your entire life before that moment. Like that access to information is incredible. And I, and the fact that people don't use that tool to better themselves or their lives or their position, but instead decide to jump on Twitter and complain about someone's backyard is fucking mind boggling. <laughs> it literally is. Uh, well, boys, uh, we came a long way since uh, our barbecue friend here. And uh, on that note, thanks everyone for joining us uh, tonight. And uh, we'll see you all in a couple of days.